This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. It's a train wreck waiting to happen. That's what Detroit City Council member Scott Benson tells Cranes Detroit Business about the city's upcoming pension cliff. In just two years, the city will have to start making regular pension payments again for the first time since Detroit's 2013-2014 bankruptcy. Right now, it looks like those payments will be more than $200 million, or almost 20% of the city's total budget. Those payments would be a source of dread for the city, even in the best of economic times. But last year also brought with it a deadly pandemic that shut off huge sources of revenue. So what can Detroit do to avoid yet another financial crisis? And what will all this mean for pensioners who, of course, have already lost so much as part of the bankruptcy? That is where we continue the conversation here. And we've got two folks here who've been looking pretty closely at the issue. Annalise Frank is a City of Detroit reporter for Cranes Detroit Business. She's got a piece in Cranes titled, On the Cliff's Edge, Detroit's Decade-Long Break from Pension Payments is Coming to a Close. Will it be ready? Annalise, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks so much for having me. Good to be here. And also with us is Chad Livengood. He's a senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business. Uh, He covered Detroit's bankruptcy extensively in 2013 and 2014. Chad, welcome back to the program. Happy to be here, Stephen. So, Annalise, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Let's go back to 2012 uh, and 2013 uh, when the city was in, you know, terrible, terrible financial trouble and entered bankruptcy. Uh, I think a lot of people remember that there were many deals cut to get the city through the bankruptcy and out of it in, in in a manner that made it solvent. Uh, but I'm not sure most people remember what happened with pensions and pension payments. They were a huge part of the plan of adjustment. So, so catch us up on what was agreed to at that time. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, pension debt was you know the biggest chunk of of obligations that the city had to deal with in the bankruptcy, and um, that was a a huge looming problem. Um, so, so basically, you know, pensions would have been totally decimated if, if it wasn't for the, the grand bargain, which, which people might recognize that term. It was this philanthropic fund um, with some, you know, some state money set up to uh, aid the city's pension funds and, you know, save, uh, save art from the, the Detroit Institute of Arts from being auctioned off. Um, that gave the city essentially a 10-year break from having to pay these pension payments. But, you know, it didn't leave um, pensioners with their retirement benefits intact. Um, So uh, cost of living adjustments, which, you know, is uh, increases in the amount you get for, you know, cost of of living increases. Um, Police and fire retirees got those cut by 55%. Um, General retirees saw them entirely eliminated. Um, you know, they also saw uh, healthcare benefits reduced, um, and you know that's had massive impacts for for people who even worked for the city decades ago. Um, so you know, it's not as bad as it could have been, but it has certainly it has certainly hurt people in a real way. And the the idea of kicking these payments down the road, my memory is that this was a chance for the city to get back up off its knees 
and grow revenue so that there would be enough to pay this. I can remember uh, Kevin Orr, who was the emergency manager during the bankruptcy on his way out the door, saying that all of this, uh, all of the things that they had set up for the city were dependent on the idea of, of growing revenue. And it would work if we did it. If we didn't grow that revenue, we would be in trouble. Is that, is that right, Chad? Yeah, that's essentially it. I mean, you might recall I mean, the idea of the grand bargain was to get get the get the pension cost out of the annual city budget and free up money for the city to reinvest in services. It was about 1.5 billion uh, over a four or five year period that was set aside, sort of budgeted out. That's what the, the the plan of adjustment, as they call it in bankruptcy court, really kind of gave the city kind of a blueprint on how to spend money for the next decade, and this was one area where they were given a, given a break. Um, what's happened over time is, you know, there has been growth in, in income tax, although at the same time property tax in Detroit has either been stagnant or gone down, partly because of the historic and, and well overdue reassessments of property values. And so the city has continued to adjust as it's gone along, and then you get hit with the COVID-19 pandemic, and tens of thousands of city workers working from home last year and, and the income tax uh, drops that we saw of the city, it's kind of changed the, 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 uh, the calculus that, that we, we thought was going to be there at the end of 2014. Um, and so now the city's got to adjust for that. In the same time, the, the, the cost for, for the city for the pensions has just kind of continued to balloon. Uh, back a couple of years ago was, you know, 120 million a year. Now it's over 200 million a year. And it depends if how you, how you, uh, how you calculate sort of the mortgage of pensions. It could be up to $240 million a year. And that, that could be, that could put a real serious blow to the city's budget. Mm. So I, I do want to talk about what the city is trying to do to figure this out. But before we do that, uh, Annalise, you spoke with pensioners about this, um, and that's a subject that we've also visited pretty frequently here on the show over the, over this span of time, talking with pensioners about what this has meant, uh, what this has meant for them. Uh, tell us what you have heard from them about what they've been going through for this past seven years of of bankruptcy uh, since the bankruptcy. And what are they saying about the situation now? Yeah. So yeah, I did. I did talk with some, and um, the story uh, featured a uh, now Canton Township resident, Rod Parnell, um, who was with the Detroit Fire Department for mm-hmm. about twenty-five years. He retired in the nineties, but of course, you know, when he was signed on, he was promised a lot of uh, benefits that you know ultimately, you know, he would say were you know taken away, and um, he you know, loved his time in the fire department. I mean, he almost died twice, but it was, you know, it was his passion. And, and, you know, he, he talked about um, how it's felt since the bankruptcy. I mean, I think it's, you know, as as you said, a lot of, you know, publications of course have, have reported about the sort of uh, hurt that, that pensioners felt during that time. And um, Parnell was talking about, you know, more, more recently now, you know, he said, that watching, you know, development downtown under uh, Mayor Mike Duggan, you know, he called that 
you know, watching that while, you know, retirees are struggling to make ends meet and while they made, you know, those sacrifices, he called that sort of a stab in the back. Um, and he, he feels sort of like retirees are, are in the dark on this. Like they don't really have much of a say or a, a voice and they're sort of just, um, struggling on the sidelines. Um, um, Parnell has, you know, told us that he, he, uh, he drives for Lyft up to 15 hours a week to pay for healthcare costs. Um, you know, he's, uh, he had a treatment for cancer recently and, um, is getting up there. He's 74. So, um, yeah, that was that was definitely that's definitely something that's having a, a real impact here. And and to be clear, if the city doesn't come up with a way to meet this obligation, pensioners pensioners would suffer. Is that right, Annalise? Well, it it depends. I mean, it's it's unlikely. Um, based on expert I talk to experts I talk to, it's unlikely that um, pensioners would directly be hurt by this in any immediate fashion. Um, basically if the pension fund becomes unsolvent, which, which, you know, means it, it doesn't have the, the money it needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the city would be paying year by year, um, itself those costs. So it really would hurt the city a lot more, but, but, uh, retirees are still part of this equation because they're watching what's happening and they're watching the, impacts of the, the, you know, um, for lack of a better term, the sacrifices they made. I, I don't like using that term because it, it's not like, you know, it's, it was chosen by, by them entirely, but, um, there's still a lot of interest from them in, in what's happening here. And there's a lot of fear regardless of, you know, what could actually happen. There's a lot of concern. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Annalise Frank. She's a city of Detroit reporter for Cranes Detroit Business and with Chad Livengood, senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business, uh, about some coverage in Cranes uh, right now about the looming pension cliff for the city of Detroit. Pension payments, very large pension payments that the city will start having uh, to make again two years from now. Uh, The thought when this deal was struck at the end of bankruptcy was that the city would have time to grow revenue in order to cover those payments. Uh, revenue hasn't grown nearly as much as uh, as we might have predicted then. We've also been through a pandemic that really hit uh, some sources of, of revenue really hard. In addition, the pension payments themselves are a little bigger than what we had uh, anticipated. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. What do you think is going to happen if the city of Detroit once again faces a financial crisis because of this looming pension cliff. We especially want to hear from you if you are a city of Detroit retiree who has a pension. Uh, what have you been experiencing since the city's bankruptcy seven years ago? And what do you think this will all mean for you going forward? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there. And uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Annalise, talk about the plan that the city is thinking about to try to to try to meet these obligations. Right. So uh, the plan that's been in place, you know, they started making payments into this in, in 2016, is uh, what the city calls its retiree protection fund, and it's essentially a, a dedicated trust where Detroit puts money, um, and then it'll use that money to uh, pay a portion of uh, those, you know, payments that will start in, in fiscal 2024, which is summer 2023. So um, essentially the city 
uh, expects to have like $320 million in this retiree protection fund by the time those payments come due. So um, it's been paying in. Um, luckily, despite the pandemic, it's been able to continue paying in annually. And then in fiscal 2024, um, you know, the, the city will be paying about 79 million itself and 123 million will come from the retiree protection fund. Then, you know, the city will, you know, each year be paying more and more and more as it pays down that, that fund and that fund will be gone. Um, so, uh, that's, you know, a huge cushion at the same time. It's, it's not a fix because that money will, will dissipate pretty quickly by 2027. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the city will need to find more monetary assistance. Um, we don't know where it would be finding that money. Um, we don't know uh, if there's some other way they could find, you know, other funds to, to pay into the retiree protection fund. But right. uh, the, so there's that. And then there's also growing revenue, which, you know, Chad had, had covered, and that's going to be a huge challenge for the city, especially with the, the pandemic. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's a, a lot of problems there. Yeah. Ch Chad, uh, last week, uh, we learned that the state is going to have an unprecedented windfall in revenues. If I were sitting in uh, City Hall in Detroit, I might be at least eyeing that as as a potential source of, of help for the city. I mean, the state did, of course, help some with the bankruptcy uh, as well, and was part of uh, the negotiations to, to to settle it. Is that is that something that could happen? I would put a uh, a negative on that, Stephen. Uh, um, first of all, the the there's about ten billion dollars uh, of a windfall in Lansing right now over multiple fiscal years. Some of it is regular tax revenue, and and majority of it is is this one time aid from Washington, uh, about $6.5 billion, uh, that cannot be used for uh, paying down uh, long-term liabilities like pensions. And and same for the city of Detroit. They're getting about an $860 million check or so uh, from Uncle Sam, and none of that money can be used. Now, the kind of key here, as we'll see, is how does the, the city use that money to stimulate the economy, stimulate job growth, and then stimulate tax revenue um, long term. Something that I think um, uh, really needs uh, some attention as we kind of look back, and you will appreciate this, uh, Stephen. Back when the bankruptcy was filed, uh, and 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 the, the then Rick Governor Rick Snyder's administration and his emergency manager Kevin Orr, they said the pension funds are underfunded. I mean, they really. Um, you know, and they, it was a big dispute about whether they were being valued correctly and such. So the valuation of the police and fire retirement fund was about 89% funded in 2013. The general retirement system is 70%. Today, uh, the, the, the police and fire fund is under 70%, and the general retirement fund is, is under 59% funded. Mm. So over time, these, these pension funds um, have de decreased in value um, in part because the grand bargain, as grand as it was and as celebrated as it was for all this money coming from foundations and from the state of Michigan kicked in about $360 million, um, it has not been enough to keep up with the burn rate, essentially, of the pension funds. And as a result, these pension funds are now in, in worse financial condition now 
than they were when Detroit went into bankruptcy. And mm. I think that's a point that just cannot be understated. Um, and so this is why the city is going to have to resume even bigger chunk of payments in two short years, and that that bill is just going to cost more. Yeah. And uh, there's another issue. That yeah, Chad, I, I, I actually want to. I, I want to quickly get. We've got a caller from. Oh yeah. Uh, we've got a pensioner on the on the line. I want to make sure we get him in here, and we've only got about a minute left. Uh, Dave in Detroit, go ahead. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. I just want to say uh, something about this grand bargain. Now, I'm a retired Detroit firefighter, injured in the line of duty, and if a firefighter and or, or a police officer is injured or, in fact, killed in a line of duty. Their health care is immediately cut off. You know, it's something that people don't know. Now, I, you know, um, like a, uh, for example, a, a police officer was killed in the line of duty a few years ago, and his family received a letter that at the end of the month, it, the, their health insurance was going to end. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dave, I, I'm glad you called and, and shared that. I mean, the, the ways in which we have mistreated the people who serve the city and, and as employees is a really long list, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for that. Um, uh, Chad and Annalise, uh, I'm glad you were here to, to talk about this. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. it. That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow when we're going to have a conversation about what's happening in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. You will not want to miss that conversation either. This is 101.9 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow. <laughs>